Hello and welcome to the Truth About Local Government podcast, a podcast aimed at providing a platform to promote the excellent work that the political members and officers of local authorities are doing to overcome the increasing challenges facing the communities across the UK. Additionally, we will be promoting the wider way of career opportunities that exist within local government. We hope this podcast will help drive engagement between the public and local authorities across the UK. Welcome back to The Truth About Local Government. And today we're going to be discussing a topic which I think is incredibly important in the current context of where councils find themselves. Um, we're going to be discussing the benefits um, uh, of using limited companies uh, and, you know, and, and, and how councils can engage with limited companies to achieve their ambitions. And to do so, we've got a really exciting guest in Perry Holmes, who is the legal director, uh, sorry, director of legal and governance at Wiltshire Council. Thank you so much for coming on, Perry. How are you today? Yeah, I'm I'm fine and dandy, Matt, and thank you very much for having me. Uh, and it's a pleasure to to be here and, and to talk on on the subject. Amazing. Well, if we can start with, how did you come to work in the public sector from the private sector? Um, I mean, it was a, it was a long time ago, uh, Matt. It was 2001. Um, I was uh, I was aware that councils obviously had legal teams. I was in the private sector. I was a criminal solicitor at the time. I was in a small practice in Nottingham. Um, and what piqued my interest was, a, I think it was probably at the time, a pretty innovative um, recruitment approach by uh, Nottinghamshire County Council. They, there was some new law that had come into force, uh, changed the way that councils kind of made decisions and they created a new post um, who support, the idea was to support the head of legal on this sort of new venture. And I, I quite fancied it. I had friends that were in the public sector. They told me um, what it was like. Um, I had a young family at the time. It felt like it was probably going to be a little bit more kind of family friendly. Um, and as they say, the rest is kind of history, really. And has it been that kind of innovation that's kept you in the public sector or has it been the flexibility? What keeps you working and progressing? Yeah, I mean, I think there is definitely the option uh, to be innovative. I mean, as as perhaps has been um, covered very widely in both the legal and the national press, you know, councils have kind of been forced a little bit into innovation. So certainly um, the post um you know, economic crash um, times when austerity came in, that's certainly made councils think about how they do things differently. So, yeah, innovation is definitely part of it. Um, and I would talk about the quality and the variety of the work. If you're a professional, um, I mean, there's never a dull moment, really, in terms of providing either financial, or legal or other kinds of advice. Um, I think leadership opportunities are really really good in the local uh, in, in a public sector setting and I've certainly benefited from that um, I'm now a monitoring officer here in Wiltshire you know at the top table um, influencing the way things are done um, I've also been supported through further education so there's quite a variety of reasons that have kind of kept me uh, where I am and I guess working with partners I mean you know you get to work in pretty um, interesting multi-agency projects um, and you have to learn how to understand how other organisations work, what makes them tick, uh, what influences them and you have to learn a new set of skills to kind of get the best out of that. And is it a similar reason why you enjoy being a public servant? Is there anything extra that you know you feel is a, a particularly motivating factor to be a public servant? I mean I think it's probably in the end about being able to see the impact you make in, in a local area or in your community um, and if and if you're kind of one of the frontline workers, you know that's perhaps a bit easier to see because you're 
you know you're you're right there with cust- customers and in the community <clears throat> if you like me a professional behind the scenes it's a bit you know it's a bit more tricky but having said that you, you know i think in in a council setting you can you can kind of see those projects through um you can see the impact that has i mean i'm the here in wiltshire i'm privileged to be the chair of the local resilience forum the thing the group of partners that kind of works to keep the community safe um and um it's you know it's really rewarding to see the work that's done with local communities to enable them to respond when floods or other events occur um and to see how you know keeping relationships around that kind of uh, executive table which is the one that i chair is you know is then translated into planning training and keeping communities safe so i guess that's probably the the single biggest element of why i like being a public servant and i'm proud to be one and obviously you work for a fantastic council wiltshire is a large organization but we've talked a lot off air about you know how fantastic it is to work at wiltshire what makes wiltshire such a great place to live and sorry a great place to work i should say sorry well you'd have to give uh obvious credit to our to the boss uh terence here um terence herbert is a fantastic and exceptional chief executive i'm in i would say um a very high performing corporate leadership team uh, there's quality across the piece and the the wider extended team is also full of exceptional um professionals uh, working incredibly hard in this area and i'm sure that's you know the case elsewhere but the 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 kind of um the mix here is 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 brilliant the relationships are good relationships with members are good it's mature there's the appropriate ability to challenge obviously as the monitoring officer there are times when you know i need to and i do challenge um politicians on both their strategy or the evidence that they're basing decisions on or just purely the law sometimes and i'm able to do that and there is clear respect of officers obviously they don't always um take my advice and that's entirely within their gift they are politicians elected to represent their communities but there's definitely that positive relationship um i would say culturally within the organization 5000 staff uh, there is a very positive relationship uh, uh, culture um, based around um, a set of values which we call our identity and that is kind of lived and breathed by both um, the senior teams but also down into our uh, into our wider teams and I think customers get the benefit of that um, and you know just to give an example of the way Terence works we, we are empowered as senior leaders to take decisions he expects and so do the community for us um, to, to make those um, calls and we do and I think that allows you to um, you know to influence um, what's within your gift you know, and one of those areas that I've kind of been able to work on and, and influence on a, on a slightly national scale is is what you referred to at the start, this idea of council companies. And I've, I've set up a, a national network to give um, uh, councils the ability to kind of tap into expertise from both myself and some other colleagues uh, around how that can work and can work successfully. I find the way in which you engage with this subject matter around council companies really inspiring. You know, it's not just about doing a good job where you are, but enabling other organisations to thrive as well as your organisation has by transferring that knowledge and power. But let, let sorry, not knowledge and power, sorry, knowledge and skill. But let's get into that then in terms of, so why are council companies a good means to meet unmet need slash market failure? I mean, I think firstly, because there is that unmet need. I mean, you can go anywhere uh, in the country, you know, choose anywhere and the private sector will not be 
providing all of the kind of answers for a local community and neither will the public sector on its own so whether that's the health sector whether that's councils whether that's um, blue light services <coughs> and so these there are gaps these gaps exist in Wiltshire um, the leader of the council and we have to you know, give credit to Richard Kluwer, who's our leader. He spotted that there's a gap between um, what in old money would be council house um, provision or council house rent levels. So um, what are called LHA, local housing um, association um, rent levels and the private and that gap. So the amount of um, rent that somebody would pay in a council house as opposed to what they would pay uh, if they were renting from the private sector. It's hundreds of pounds, it is a significant gap. That gap was not being filled and we formed uh, back in um, 2021, sorry, 2019, um, Stone Circle. And that one of the ideas around Stone Circle is to meet that need. And I, and I would argue that, you know, that um, mix of a commercial approach so the council funds stone circle to acquire properties to rent them in that gap the gap between council house rents and private sector rents to benefit working families um, and to benefit benefit local communities more more broadly you'll you'll know the stats around you know housing people um, just provides so many more life opportunities for people and advantages um, both for children and adults and families and communities. So that's what we've done. And, and you know, there, I, I, I've seen other examples elsewhere. Uh, Essex um, has a great model, Essex Housing, uh, delivering things that would not otherwise be done through their model. And I can tell you, it's like North Kent and Medway Development Company, again, um, uh, improving the centre of Chatham uh, in a way that the private sector wasn't and the council couldn't have done on its own. So I, I do think there's a need and I think there's been a lot of focus on um, the risks and the kind of governance, which is absolutely right and it should be that way. But I've attempted through this um, council company network to explain that there are uh, real positives. And if you get it right, I think it can be part of uh, the solution um, for local authorities in their area. For those listening at home that aren't legal experts like yourself, Perry, how hard is it to utilise and set up a council company? Um, I think it, it's not um, it's not impossible to do and it's not impossible for any council to do. But I would say you need to do the thinking right at the start. Why are you doing this? So I've given you an example why we set up Stone Circle here in Wiltshire and there are other examples elsewhere. You need to do that thinking in a way that then you look at what options you've got. Some Sometimes, because of the way councils are set up, they can do it things themselves. And it might be appropriate uh, to, to, to think that way. If you are going to go down this route, then uh, as Wiltshire did, I would argue that you need to get specialist legal advice, uh, you need to get tax advice, and you need to then um, think about the structure and how it's governed. Um, there are lots and lots of um, ways in which you can um, make sure that the governance is strong. Uh, we've done that here in Wiltshire and I'm happy to share that with anybody that wants to see the way we've done it. Uh, local partnerships, which is an organisation that sits somewhere between Treasury and local government, have just uh, recently provided another guide on how to, how to do this correctly, what questions to ask and the structures to set up. So I think with the right uh, approach and the right guidance and support, I think councils can can go down this route if they choose to. Uh, and there's lots of support around how they can, they can get it right. 
And how long does it take? So that sounds like an incredibly uh, uh, onerous is the wrong word, but that's in a way that's springing to my mind this morning without having a cup of coffee. But it, it sounds <laughs> a, quite a thorough process to kind of the the thinking through the governance. How long does it take from right? I want to set up a limited company to fill a gap in the market to we can now start making a difference. Yeah, I mean, you know, councils can be agile when they need to be, and these things can be done in in months rather than years. There's no question about that. But I would, I guess, I would argue that in any um, activity where you you're investing public money um, and where there's some risk that you you need to go through it properly. So yeah, you can definitely do it in 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 under six months. You can do it in two to three months if you if you really push. Um, and um, you know, as I say, the, the council company network that we've we've set up is there to uh, to offer support and guidance. And there are plenty of other places you can go. And there are experts uh, up and down the country on this subject because it is, as you said, it's an interesting, exciting development. Uh, most councils have considered it or are doing something in this space the majority um some have you know struggled and that and that's you know that's true of companies generally um and so yeah you can do it as as quickly or as um carefully as you choose this must offer the staff that work in your team some great opportunities to be involved in quite unique opportunities you know has stone circle offered opportunities to can you talk a bit more about the opportunities that stone circle has offered to your to your team yeah sure so so um often when the company is set up they are equivalent to a startup um, and they might seek um to buy back some services from from the council that set them up and sometimes that includes the legal team <laughs> so stone circle's done that here at wiltshire it's it's buying back company secretary support from my uh, legal team and two of my um exceptionally talented colleagues marcus uh, wilson and amy williams have been involved in that and, and at the moment amy's the company secretary so the, you're talking about people that have got um, general commercial law knowledge, which they'll have acquired in the usual way, but they're going into, as you say, what is a specialist area. And I guess that's it's not just the the law around companies and the legality stuff, but it's more the, the people and the kind of the broader development opportunity that it's given both of them. And I've certainly seen um, them both develop. Marcus was recently... Um, uh, nominated for one of our um, top manager awards within the council, and that's because he's developed his role. Uh, and you, you know, you're in a setting where you're. So we've set up um, something called a shareholder uh, group, which is where the politicians hold the company to account, and the company itself is um, has non-executive directors on it. So these are people from industry. So you imagine Amy is seeing. Um, you know, commercial you know, people with commercial acumen and ability, um, you know, dealing with board issues who are not councillors, who are not council officers. Uh, and so she's definitely getting that kind of broader uh, development opportunity. And, and long may that continue. I think it's really interesting in terms of like the fluidity and agility that what you're doing offers in terms of, you know, one of the key problems that we have in local government is retention. And one of the main issues around retention is growth and giving people an opportunity to progress, not only in terms of the title they hold, but in terms of the skills that they acquire and the mental stimulation that provides. And I yes. think, you know, it's fantastic that within your team you have that because it gives people such a platform in their career to go, what do I want to do? And I think that's a really exciting aspect of of, of the, the strategy around these companies and the, the governance and the company secretary role. But for yourself, Perry, as well, this must have been, have been a really fascinating side project to do alongside what is already, uh, for those at home, uh, you know, a monitoring officer is probably one of the most 
busy roles in an organisation, particularly with governance and responsibility to ensure that the council is being legally compliant. But this must have been a very uh, fun side project for you, quite stimulating. Yeah, I mean, I was given support um, both at my last um, employer and here at um, Wiltshire to to do a um, an MBA actually, and and it was off the back of that that I I did um, a thesis, and it was and I chose council companies because it was and it and remains a, a live subject. So yeah, it was fascinating to do that, and I had to work that around a busy schedule. But you know, if you want to achieve stuff professionally, you you find a way to make that make that happen. Um, and it was, as you've said, intellectually and academically stimulating. What's more exciting is the ability to then um, use that knowledge to assist and benefit both Wiltshire and our community and to ensure that Stone Circle, you know, as best as we can, because it's, you know, you know, in some respects, not all the decisions are for the council, but as best as we can, it's set up properly, it's governed properly, and it can therefore be successful. Um, but also, I guess it's, you know, this wider thing, is, as I've alluded to, about sharing that um, best practice on, on a bit of a national um, um, network as well. And I should give a shout out to uh, two very um, capable um, lawyers in local government, and that's uh, my colleague Peter Ware from Brown Jacobson Solicitors, and um, my colleague Rob Han, who's a lot older than I can even imagine. He's been around for a very long time, uh, but he's a fantastic lawyer and he works for Sharp Richard. And both of them have supported me in the network, and that's allowed, I think, the network to get this national coverage and for us to share our knowledge. And we're doing it, you know, to improve the sector and to improve opportunities for is finance um, directors, commercial directors at councils, but also those um, those people who work within council companies to, to you know to give them the uh, the um, best practice and innovative um, uh, resources that we that we think we can we can give them. You have a name for your network. Yeah, it's literally called the Council Company Network, um, and I'll give you the links at the end. <laughs> I love that. that uh, keep it simple. Put keep it, it simple. just in the tin. Um, yeah, yeah. If you were to give, if you, I mean, I, I appreciate it, this may be an impossibility, but if you were to take kind of the three key bits of advice that you've learned throughout your experiences with, you know, setting up companies to be utilised by councils, what advice would you give somebody who's at the start of that journey? Yeah, I mean, I think number one, uh, ask the question why you're doing it. What is it you are trying to achieve? Councils uh, can already um, uh, carry out functions and recover uh, the costs of those where, for example, they provide support to other other local authorities or other public sector bodies. So if you want to be if you want to be commercial, um, then you need to start thinking about what what's the thing that you want to to deliver what is it you're trying to achieve so that's the first thing i think the second thing is is just get the governance right i have a lot of time for politicians i work very closely with politicians and um they know their communities they often bring um skill sets to the roles that they carry out as cabinet members or maybe if they're the chair of scrutiny or if they are um you know the the, the chair of the standards committee or whatever it is and they often bring transferable skills but being a company director is a very specific role and i would just always ask politicians to ask are they adding value if if their council's chosen to put politicians on the board or is there a better way of doing it and certainly at wiltshire we've considered what we think is best practice and taken uh, the view that um, non-executives should should lead the boards politicians should hold them to account so we've i'd say get the governance right um and i and i guess be ambitious for your community um 
there's no two ways about it. In every organisation I've worked in, I've worked probably in four or five councils now, there are pockets of absolute quality that would knock the socks off the private sector all all days um, round. And, and, and I think those, to be ambitious for your community, an option, and it's not for everybody, an option is to kind of um, commercialise that activity for the benefit of, of both um, the community and the council. So I, those would be my three. Uh, ask the right questions at the start, get the governance right and be ambitious for your community. Eric, you are not only articulate, but I love your passion. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming on today to talk about this really important topic. Thanks, Matt. I really appreciate it and uh, look forward to speaking to you again. You've been listening to the truth about local government. Today, we've been fortunate enough to have Perry Holmes, the Director of Legal and Governance, the Monitoring Officer at Wiltshire Council. We've been exploring the benefits of utilising limited companies um, by local authorities to meet market needs and to have an agility and a flexibility to meet the ever-increasing complexity of the societies in which we we live in. Um, Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed it, as always, give it a like, give it a share and tune back in for more episodes next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Truth About Local Government podcast. Now, 87% of listeners who enjoyed the podcast do not leave a review, follow the podcast or share it. Please, if you liked it, review it, share it and let's keep spreading the positive message about local government. 